friends, and welcome to episode 20 of Black Band T-Shirt Podcast. Say what? My name's Ollie Connors, and I'm, I'm here as ever with my sidekick, best friend and co-host, Chris Morant. How are we tonight, Chris? Hello, I'm good, thank you. Excellent. Yeah, so Chris's reaction there. We are in the 20s. We've uh, come out of our awkward teenage oh, phase. It's nice to be back there again, isn't yeah. it? Yeah! <laughs> what an awful decade that was. <laughs> Uh, (laughs) He says, living through the golden times. Indeed. (laughs) Um, So yes, uh, and as you'll have seen from the episode title, we are here today to talk about the work of uh, and rank the albums of Tyler, the creator. Um, Someone who I realised just before we started a podcast is... Other than the hotelier, the most contemporary artist we've covered on this podcast. God, that's embarrassing, isn't it? Um, because he's, um, yeah, um, he and the hotelier are the only artists we've covered that have released all their albums in the 2010s yeah, yeah, and yeah. beyond. <laughs> um, so, yes, Tyler, the creator. How have you found this, Chris? Much as I predicted, really. Yeah. Um, and what did you predict? Because <laughs> the listeners can't read your which, mind, mate. <laughs> yeah, which... Uh, well, basically, I'd listened... Before doing this, I'd listened to half of his discography. So three out of the six. Okay. Um, That's and, more than me. And those ones that I'd listened to, I'd listened to quite a lot. Uh, okay. So I knew those three really well. Yeah. Um, and the other three I hadn't listened to ever at all. Um and yeah, mixed bag, which is basically what I was expecting based on the ones that I did know. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, yeah, we'll get, we'll get, uh, I'll get, I'll elaborate more when we get onto the ranking because it's difficult to kind of say. But I, I mean, the overall thing I think is, you know, we've been we've been discussing this leading up to recording it and things mm. that uh, there's going to be some similarities with a certain other episode. That yeah, we've done yeah. In terms of some issues that I have and things like that, but I knew they were going to be there. So. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, this will come up uh, throughout the podcast, but I think uh, Chris and I have discussed this before, and we but we both agreed that there's a lot of parallels that can be drawn between uh, Tyler's work and Kanye. Um, not only in his um, sort of production styles, but his general personality yeah. and um char- uh, charisma um yeah um there's definite parallels that, we, that can be drawn should um maybe this is not the right time to do it should uh we've been meaning to mention basically um we mentioned on a previous podcast that if an artist had released an album subsequently to their ranking episode we'd do a black band re- uh, t-shirt revisited episode for them We've make, made the decision not to do that for Kanye, um, not only because, I mean, I haven't listened to it, but reports suggest that Donda is a bloated mess, yeah. um, but also that he's worked with Marilyn Manson and DaBaby, uh, both of whom... Which in itself is one thing, but he's done it deliberately because of their Of their controversies, Yeah. yeah. So, um, yeah, basically we're just not adding any more fuel to the fire of his um, egomaniacal shit. I'm sure he'd be heartbroken. I'm sure he'd be devastated. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but it makes us feel better, so there you go. <laughs> ever so slightly, ever so slightly. We might, we might have one of those revisited episodes soon, soon actually, on Biffy. So. Uh, Biffy's out, like, next week. And yeah, lovely. Or something, isn't it? Yeah. Cool. So that adds one more to the schedule. <laughs> <laughs> um... Shall we get uh, pretty much straight into it? There's a lot um, 
we're going to cover most of um, what we usually have in yeah. prelude beforehand. Should mention after the ranking is done and we've, we've discussed all the albums, um, our niche of a better top five this week is is, is a fun one. So um, for you probably all know uh, if you're listening that Tyler. The creator started off in a hip hop collective called Odd Future Wolfgang Kill Them All. Um, and um, I think he's alluded on a recent album that they've actually broken up officially. Okay. Yeah, because it was I mean, just kind of fizzled out, didn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's only a loose thing, really. Hmm. Um, so there's obviously here Mel Sweatshirt, Frank Ocean, Hodgie Beats, uh, Domogenesis, and a few other. Yep. Um, Sid. Uh, yeah, yeah. A, a few other quite notable names in modern hip hop, like not since Wu Tang Clan has there been yeah. a more successful um, uh, hip hop collective. No, but, I remember. Um, I really. I like even despite not really being remotely into hip hop at the time. I remember the buzz around mm-hmm. Our Future and kind of people telling me about them. And, yeah, and being excited by the prospect of them, despite not really listening to them. Absolutely. So yeah, I think in 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 lots of ways they were kind of the first big hip-hop collective like that for a while weren't they yeah for sure for sure uh so yeah based off their ridiculously long name uh we are going to do our top five songs by bands with seven words or more in their name uh so yes um look forward to some silly silly band names later absolutely (laughs) so let's get into and obviously our usual uh shout outs at the end so, yes, number six, I believe it's my turn to go first, is. is Goblin. Yeah, it's a snap. Mm-hmm. We'll get into why mm, shortly. It, yeah, we'll, we'll, I won't say anything about that yet. <laughs> um, I've got a minor cheat here. So, um, five and four are so inseparable for me that I almost want to call it a joint fifth. I mean, I, I, okay, I kind of agree with you. Yeah, I have got I've got them in an order that I settled on, but yeah, yeah, I'm with you there. So it's um, Cherry Bomb and Wolf. In as in you've got Wolf above Cherry Bomb. Or... I've got I've got Cherry Bomb above Wolf, but really I'd call them equal fifth. Exactly the same. Yeah, yeah. My number three though is um, his 2021 record. Call me if you get lost. Snap. <laughs> <laughs> are we going to have a full snap? I think we are. I mean, that's quite interesting because it'll be the first time that's happened. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think we are. <clears throat> so uh, here we go then. Here's the big reveal. Uh, my number two is Igor. It's changed. My number two is Flowerboy. Right. So, yeah. And then my number one is uh, it's Flowerboy. Cool. Okay. Well, we can have a little little battle for those two when we mm-hmm. get there then. That's cool. I mean, not much of a but, uh, no. battle. They're both fantastic again, records. Again, I feel very similarly about that as, as what you were saying about your number four and five. That, that on different days, the... Flower Boy could be my number one. It very sure. much depends what, what mood I'm in. Mm-hmm. So, I, yeah. is it, sorry, I was just going to say, is it worth pointing out as well that because on some online things and, uh, and some uh, articles and stuff, depending on what you read, some people count Bastard as his first album. They do, yeah. Which, officially, it's a mixtape, which is why we've not included it because we've that's how we decided previously with Kanye and things that we wouldn't do that. That is correct. And um, did you get around to listening to Bastards? I've heard bits of it. I've not listened to the whole thing. Okay. No. So we won't go into that later then. That's fine. I'm fine with that. Like most of the good stuff made onto Goblin. I was going to say from what I gather, it, it's basically the prelude to Goblin in, yeah. in most ways. Yeah. Cool. So Goblin first. I mean, yeah. Um, we can 
very much predict each other's problems with it. Mm. It's far too fucking long. Yeah. Uh, for a start. Yeah. And the lyrics are fucking vile. Yeah, I mean, this is it. I, uh, I've got it as my low light because, you know, obviously I'm going to. That It's just the flagrant homophobia and misogyny throughout. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and I know it was a deliberate choice. Yeah. We all know it was a deliberate choice. Yeah. It was made by a 19-year-old. Correct. Thinking he was being hilarious mm-hmm. and edgy. Yep. Um, when actually and uh, uh, channeling Eminem uh, as well who is a big early influence I've been thinking thinking about this a lot because I own this album Mm -hmm. I have it on CD because when it came out I get I mean I said this to Ollie uh, yesterday when we were having like Yonkers was a massive deal obviously Yeah, you know that's not saying anything, but but to me personally as well, I hadn't listened to any new hip hop for ages at that point, mm-hmm. and that song excited me. I mean, like, shall we shall, shall we um, rather than uh, dive face first into the negatives about this record, shall we yeah. cover that first because that's my best song here? Yeah, I mean, it's not in the end. It's not, okay, it's not my best in the end, but it is the one. It is the one that just had that, and I mean, a lot of that was the video as well. Yeah, you know, you've got to mention that. Yeah, because fucking disturbing. Just disturbing. <laughs> but so simple and so yeah, yeah. even just it was so thought out. Even the way it just kind of goes in and out of focus. Yeah, is genius. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, it's it's an incredible video. Um, yeah, which again is a big, big part of what Tyler's so good at is the visual side of things, and he sees himself very much as a visual artist. Yeah, as as just covering all bases with his yeah. brand, basically. Mm-hmm. Um. So I think all of that was what really excited me. I've got it as my highlight is the excitement I still feel from when the Yonkers beat kicks in. Like, yeah. It's so, and he, hasn't he said that he created it as like a, a piss take out of New York rap? Well, yeah, like it's, it's ba- it, it, he essentially did it as a, uh, a RZA ripoff. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but it's great. Yeah. It's just oh, really, yeah. It's really exciting and really great. Um, still some really shitty lyrics in that one. Yep. Um, I don't know if there's any songs on here that don't have something like that I doubt it very much um, yeah <clears throat> but yeah so like this I struggled a lot with whether I wanted to put this album last or not because actually I find it more and the moment of it coming out and everything I find it a lot more exciting than Wolf or Cherry Bomb <clears throat> that's fair and a lot more original that's fair um, Cherry just, Bomb and Wolf get a bit generic for me yeah yeah, yeah. but but but, um, but with Goblin it, I, I feel it just gets you're right, like. Um, but I can't because, listen to it because 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 it's the debut. There's there's so much exciting yeah. stuff to it, but it just gets buried in so much, sort of. Because this album's so fucking long, it just get, yeah. it gets yeah, 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 yeah. It gets buried in monotony. Absolutely, like, and it's hard to see the wood for the trees. Yeah, and 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 with with the lyrics that are involved and everything, it means that I just I don't enjoy listening to it. No. You know? And and I've got to base it on that. I can't, I can't, I would never now choose to sit and listen through all the way through. I've done it twice for this. I don't want to do it again. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, And I don't know what, I don't, at the time when it came out, I didn't seem to click on how bad it was. I don't know if it's just how in 10 years people have become a bit more enlightened to that kind of thing and how affected, how much it can affect things. Yeah. Or if I just wasn't particularly paying attention, yeah, I think, yeah, first time around, you know, it was just exciting sounds, and I was like, "Oh, this is really dip." Because especially what, 2011, it was the time where you were. It was loads of really glossy hip hop mm-hmm. going on, wasn't there in the yeah. charts? And I think it was just the the kind of the antidote to that almost. Mm, mm. So it served its purpose, yeah. Um, but yeah, a, a song that so flagrantly as I said <laughs> goes into the topics it does um, yeah I mean 
What's, I, the, word, what's the word I'm looking for? Sorry, we're, we're like... Uh, gratuitous. Mm. It's gratuitous. It doesn't seem to serve any purpose other than no. just to be there. Yeah, 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 for sure. I mean, like... So much to unpack here with um, with worse songs. Mm. Bloody hell. Like, you, I can't call it between... I think the worst offenders here for me were... Um, Transylvania, yeah. Troncat, and BSD. Yeah, they're all they're all the ones that are, and I've gone like, with like my, my my notes for them just because there's so much to go into. It's just bloody hell. Yeah, <laughs> I've gone with BSD as my worst, but yeah. the, the only reason being because yes, it's got all the shittiness that the others have got in yeah. terms of the lyrics, but also it's deliberately just a trap parody. Mm-hmm. This album's already too long. Why put a parody on it? Yeah, yeah, yeah don't for bother. Sure. Yeah. Um, especially when it's that vile, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, but there are um, good points here. Mm. Uh, um, (laughs) If you don't take it seriously, uh, I think "kill people, burn shit, fuck school" is a is still a quite quite a funny refrain. Which was like an odd future (laughs) thing, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, absolutely. And again, it's that whole thing of. I mean, we'll, we'll come on to this I a bit. Think, uh, I think also, sorry to interrupt, um, I think also this album does a good job in places of sort of mission statement tracks. Yeah. I think um, Goblin and the aforementioned Sandwiches are uh, very important as sort of mission statements for Tyler, the Creator and Odd Future, mm. but unfortunately both quite musically boring. Yeah. I mean, so, something else that I've, I've mentioned a lot before in the podcast that is is something that I think... I appreciate, I think it's not as executed as well as it maybe could be, but I appreciate about this and Wolf is the, the concept mm. that he has running through it, like it being a story and you introduce different characters and that kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just, I find that, in, I do find that interesting. That was yeah. one of the things I liked about Wolf most of that, actually. But I think that, for that reason, I think for years I defended Tyler at this stage. I defended this album with the whole, oh, it's just a character thing. Mm. And it's only very recently that I've kind of turned from that and I think everything that's happened with Manson has been a big part of that mm. where I felt so betrayed by by what happened there that it's kind of made me go actually it's too easy to just go oh I'm just being a character mm. uh, to hide things that actually are maybe shitty views you do have um, that's fair but but also he was 19 yeah, <laughs> yeah and, and, and like not that I'm excusing it but with the background he's had um it's quite easy to disappear into a world of character and pretend yeah. it, it um to have a life other than your own yeah yeah, yeah absolutely and as it, i mean like is it uh yeah so it's radicals the same the same one that you're talking about with the with the chant on it mm. uh, this the one that starts with the random random disclaimer hey don't do anything i say in this song okay it's fucking fiction <laughs> if anything happens don't blame me white america like, <laughs> i did find that pretty funny um <laughs> And it's that whole thing. I mean, we're gonna we're gonna talk about this in a bit more detail at some point. I don't really know when we want to do it, but mm. there's a little uh, Newsnight feature from 2012 mm. that I came across while I was watching interviews and things. But as part of that, the reporter interviews teenagers queuing up. It's an it's an odd future show rather than Tyler, right? Um, and they interview some of them about the lyrics and stuff, and he's like, some of them are pretty vile. Do you think he means it, or is it? and they're all like, no, he doesn't mean it, like. Mm. He's messing around. He's being so like so. It's very easy to kind of dismiss 
teenagers as being completely mindless idiots <laughs> that are going to just take it all for face value. But yeah. most of his audience, I think, appreciated the fact that you listen to it in the same way you would watch a horror film. You know it's not real. And you know. yeah. But there's something about music and the personal nature of it that mm-hmm. changes that a bit, I think. Sure. Uh, some more um, highlights have pulled out from here. Um, Frank Ocean's chorus on She. Absolutely. I mean, is... horrible song otherwise. Yeah. But yeah, that, that hook is great. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I've got down that Window um, is a sweet, sweet relief from a rough run. Yeah. Um, so it, it comes in the wake of, um, yeah, um, her, uh, Troncat, her sandwiches, fish, analogue and BSD. Um some of those we've mentioned among um, amongst our worst. Yeah, I've got um, Windows probably my. I'd say Yonkers is my second best. Windows probably my third. I've got Golden as my top track. Okay, as the closer. Mm-hmm. I think mostly because that's where the whole concept all comes together. Yeah, is in that last section, and they're some of the most interesting musically and lyrically to me. Those yeah. last few tracks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. With the with the AU seventy nine instrumental bit in between as well. well yeah, I've got I've got um, for, for one of my worst pipe uh, parts. Does AU seventy nine really need to be three minutes? That's, it. Long. that's exactly <laughs> what I said. I think it's really cool, but it does not need to be three minutes. Yeah. Um. Yeah. That that whole section, window, that and golden, I think is my favourite bit of the album. Really. Mm, mm. Um. Oh, but um. On window. Um. Uh, just uh, just a counterpoint um, to it being sweet relief, but at the end it just um, channels uh, Eminem's guilty conscience a bit too much. There's a lot, especially on these early albums. There are some very, uh, I think later on actually in some of the albums a bit later on even more so. But there are some very very clear Eminem influence mm-hmm. bits. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I like that he said on. Uh, he tweeted about Window when the album came out. It sounds like a shitty rainy day, which is what being sad sounds like. <laughs> <laughs> which it does. I get that. Write more songs of that mindset. That sounds really nice and emo. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Cute. Well, I guess he does know these well, days. Yes. <laughs> which we'll get into later. Any more to say on Goblin? Um, no, I mean, I don't want to dwell on it too much. I think we've said overall, you know, what, what the issue is. Yeah. But also what the... I still, for all its faults, I still think it's a very important album. Yeah, definitely. Basically. Definitely. I think, uh, yeah, I wanted to sum it up there by saying that even though we both got it done in sixth, <clears throat> it's not an album either of us hate, per se. No. It's just an album that's two, 82 fucking minutes long. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, and, yeah, just has a, an awful lot of crappy, problematic shit on it. Which is, it's worth, I mean, we may as well say here, like, we've we've talked before about, like, without giving away our rankings or anything, we literally just said to each other that we agree that we can split his discography into two halves mm-hmm. of three and three that are yeah. very different from each other. Yeah. These first three albums um, are, are all part of when he still was, he, he almost just kept doubling down with the homophobic slurs. Yeah. Just because people didn't like it. So he was like, yeah, why are they yeah. doing more? Yeah. Which again, nineteen twenty years old, just mm-hmm. being a bit of an idiot, yeah. really. But yeah, it is an issue. Do you want to do Wolf or Cherry Bowl next? Uh, we've both got Wolf slightly below it, haven't we? So shall we do that first? Mm-hmm. And it's going in order as well. Makes sense. Cool. <clears throat> so I mean, um, my um, my my worst part for this um, kind of sums it up quite well. At least it's not quite as far as Goblin, but almost as musically dull and uninspired, and almost as long. 
yeah, still an hour and eleven minutes. Yeah, um, that's another long concept. Mm-hmm. Uh, and what I've what I've said about I've got the same thing as my like is, is the length again. Um, and what I've said about that is that none of the songs I wouldn't say any song on this album feels essential. No, you know, there's I'd an, agree. There's no standouts for me of oh I can't imagine that song not being here. Mm-hmm. I don't hate any of it, but it's a, just it's it's a bit flat. And and like I say, this but after how exciting musically Goblin was, it feels mm. a bit generic. Yeah, as as the cherry bomb. But yeah, I agree. That's quite well reflected in the fact that the lead off single is um, Domo Twenty Three, which uh, I've got as my worst song, by the way. Right. Wow. Yeah. yeah like I mean, I, I haven't quite got it as worse, but. Um, listening to us like this was a single yeah exactly what's remarkable about this yeah it's, it's just really boring yeah um and this is the one actually where i've made a specific note in my general album like summary mm. that he made a point of saying he hates comparisons to eminem but this album makes them very easy okay i think there's a Show lot of working. songs it's just a lot of songs in terms of the themes again it's got a concept going through which is basically uh like a summer camp type Mm-hmm. situation one yeah, one okay. kid one kid cheats on or cheats with another's girlfriend yeah, and yeah, then yeah. decides to shoot everybody right or the other one decides to shoot everybody it's something along those lines mm-hmm. but there's something about the delivery of like oh, which one is it's like an angry track which reminded me of eminem's kind of you know the ones where he would just rant about killing someone well i um, mean i've got down the uh actually it's probably not the one you're referring to but i've got down um, for my worst song, that Colossus is just Stan. Yes. Oh, uh, yeah. Which has been, <laughs> which that comparison has been made, and yeah, he, yeah. he absolutely hates that that comparison is made, but it fucking is. Yeah. Um, he, he said that just it's about a, the uh, lovely Dido chorus. Yeah. He said that the difference is, is that it's a true story. Right. Um, but also, it's just not that good. Mm. <laughs> you know? No, it's not. Um, I've got, I, I've got a note that for what I was just talking about as well. Um, pigs. Mm. Um. So I've just said here that I've got a quote from him again here saying that it was it was inspired by the notorious Columbine yep. school shooting. Um, uh, the song puts listener in the shoes of both kids and details their mind frame leading up to the peppering of bullets. However, the song is altered with Sam and Tyler being the two characters who commit the shootings, which correlates with the overall album story and explains why Sam is in camp. Flow nor. Um, which I've just said, I just think it's really fucking dangerous, mm-hmm. actually. Kind of like the conversation that happened around the Joker film at the time, which I don't agree with completely, but it, it, it you could argue it's almost justifying people having those actions. Mm. Um, he's, he's trying to make them sympathetic characters. And actually, yes, it's important to learn the lessons as a society of how that can happen yeah, and how to, to stop it yeah. before it happens. But I think there's less clumsy ways of doing that. Yeah, that's fair. Ironically, I've got um, a, a, a nod to Pigs as one of my best parts of this record uh, just being his um, impression of a beat yes. on it which uh, I found quite amusing yeah rum 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 <laughs> rum 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 um, what else have I got here uh, yeah so uh, worst song for me is Colossus here okay. um, I've, I've also got down that none of the parts of um, part. I've just put down Party Campfire and Bimmer you, you know which one I'm talking about that's that's my best song Oh right, Party isn't over. Yeah. Camp, campfire and Bim- yeah, Bimmer. Yeah. 
Um, I don't think any of the parts are particularly interesting. See, I think what I've realised is the the side to Tyler that I enjoy the most is almost the more chilled side. Mm-hmm. And that's probably one of the more chilled moments on this album. It's, obviously, it's elongated because he's yeah. done the... There's, again, we could mention at this point, there's, he's got the pattern on his albums of track 10 is always split. Right. So track 10 is always made up of multiple tracks yep. lumped together. Yeah. Not sure why. It's not like <laughs> his albums aren't long enough. But, <laughs> but yeah, that that's one that I do think works particularly well and I quite enjoy how it kind of changes and but all has the same kind of theme to it musically. Yeah. Um, my other highlight is... Uh, uh, and predictably is him indulging his love of jazz and soul with Tree Home 95. Yeah, yeah. I think that's really cool. But arguably, a, um, I like it, but it's a bit of a weird waste of Erica Badu. Erica Badu. Like, yeah. burying her right towards the end of the day at the album. Yeah, it could have been. And again, I think it would have been a better single, really. Actually. Yeah, it's yeah. one of those ones that's got a bit of a hook to it and it's got a bit of something to it. But, well, um, I mean, the problem with it being a single is single is there's no him on it. No. <laughs> it's just an Eric Badu song. Yeah, very much. <laughs> with, a, with, with a Tyler B behind it. Yeah. Uh, for my best parts, um, Frank Ocean shines again on Slater. And there's an ex- yeah. uh, accidental 10-speed in God's Blood and Burial reference on it. Where he says at the end, you're talking to a bike, talk, talking to a bike, you fucking loser. <laughs> um, um, sorry, sorry. Um, another best part um, for me is uh, <laughs> I want the black kids to like me to, uh, for this one on um, on the soap and the doof and trash talk. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that was the whole thing, wasn't it? Odd future and trash talk. <laughs> yeah, what happened to them? They, they didn't have any songs, but the live shows were quite fun. Um, and I think, okay, you're probably going to disagree with me here, and I think you'll have one of these um, songs as one of your words for the lyrical content. I was trying desperately for um, positives to hold on to for this yeah. record. Um, and I think the last two are a, more of an insight into where he'd go in future with the quite fun and bouncy tamale yeah. and the emotional loan. And I've gone I've, I've actually gone for Tamale as my best song. Cool, yeah, no, it's even one that stands though out. it's quite uh, severely misogynistic. Yeah, it does stand out to me, like musically, and I've said it's uh, well he's he said and I said you can definitely tell that it was quite influenced by Missy Elliott. Um I think that comes yeah, across. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um and yeah, it brings some much needed energy in because again, I've point, I've, I've said that by like track fourteen, whatever that might be, mm. Trashwang maybe. Mm. I was just getting bored. Yeah. yeah so yeah. like, I've put for loan. It's cool. It's just a shame that the album's so long that I really just couldn't be bothered to pay proper attention at this point. Yeah. I just switched off. Yeah. Um, which you know that's that's the lesson there of be stricter with your track list, isn't it? Really. Yeah. Um, again, Trashwang, another trap parody. Yeah. Why? Why? With, with, with the dude from Trash Talk screaming. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, yeah. I mean, I was I was um, sort of trying so hard to think of uh, get um, get cling on to positives here that in my, be- in my in my best songs, like I'd say uh, Tamale is, is is genuinely one I enjoy, but <laughs> that um, I was just putting down uh, down things I liked one thing about. So cowboy. In Cowboy, the beat and vibe is a bit trip-hoppy. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I quite like 48, and I like the guitar line on Rusty. Yeah, I like 48. That was one of my, my better ones. Mm-hmm. Um, as, as an overall thing, again, I did find myself like 
reading along with the like what the the concept was meant to be all the way through it and things and getting quite interested in that mm. that kind of is what kept me going a little yeah, bit yeah. um but yeah this is it not a lot not a lot to rave about really nothing to nothing to really hate as much as goblin goblin mm-hmm. but th- there's definitely still a lot of problems mm-hmm. lyrically um but nothing that is ex- as exciting as a song goblin either so it's uh, and then we move on to Tre- Cherry Bomb, which was the same story. Just really, was so dull. I've got a complete dearth of no- notes here. I did. I mean, so, I, on second listen, I found it a lot more interesting than I did on first listen. Okay. Second listen through, I was like, actually, there's bits I can pick out here that I'm quite enjoying musically. See, I think I liked it less on second listen. Really? Okay. Like, like listening to it in the wake of. Um, Goblin and Wolf, um, listen to it in order as I do. I thought, okay, he's got a bit more experimental stuff going mm. on here. I mean, it's obviously um, all over the place and, and patchy. It's a yeah. very ADD record. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and very indebted to um, what Kanye did with Jesus, yeah. which in turn was indebted to Death Grips. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I mean, I my highlight is that it, the the excitement and variety is what keeps this album feeling a bit more faster moving than the previous two. For me, mm-hmm. it doesn't feel as long. I don't, yeah. I can't remember if it is as long or not, but it's not far off. No. Um, but it definitely doesn't feel as long to listen to because there's more going on, there's more variety going on, there's a bit more energy to it. Mm. Um, yeah, I, I, it's interesting that it's meant to be his like positive album he puts that is mm-hmm. a lot of people's worst in mm. Cherry Bomb and he puts that down to it being his positive album and people not liking that he's actually just singing about the fact or rapping or whatever about the fact that he is happy yeah. a lot of the time yeah yeah that's not the issue for me at all but, <laughs> yeah this, this I mean this just feels like a mixtape really more than an album yeah that's fair enough mm. that is fair enough um I do I have put as well he seems to have left the worst of the offensive content behind yeah it's definitely not as bad there's still still some Good old f bomb slurs in there and things. Yeah. But, um... uh, so <laughs> I just realised I've done an accidentally brilliant typo. Yeah. For my worst song, um, it's it's blow my load, but I've put down blow my lord <laughs> on my phone notes. Hallelujah. <laughs> blow my lord. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Um, and I've just got down that it's an unfortunate return to the shock tactics of old. Yeah, I've literally my only notes for that song are it ain't subtle, it also ain't that good. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, fair. Uh, yeah. Um, I've, I've just as a side thing as well. I, I when I was reading up on it, I found out that uh, there's contributions from uh, Mike Einzinger of In- Incubus. Yeah, on, on guitar, which is quite I, cool. No, I saw that. Yeah, that is quite cool. Yeah, um, which probably adds to the like. There's some jazzy guitar bits, and it's probably the only time Incubus were culturally relevant in the 2010s. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, basically, pretty much. Um, best parts of this uh, for me: um, Death Camp being a, an homage to NERD's lap dance. Yeah. I still do love that. Um, well, both of NERD's records have got some. Yeah, good I mean, on I, them, I find so, I yeah. find Pharrell a problematic character, <laughs> but I've, I've put about Death Camp that I think it's a very cool vocal performance. Mm. Uh, I find the instrumental quite irritating after a while. 
Yeah, um, it's very repetitive. You can tell. Um, I, I guess that's another um, highlight of this record that you, is that you can tell he is getting more co- confidence in his vocal. Yes, definitely. Like, um, like he has said in interviews that he had very little at first confidence in his sung voice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. And you can tell on here that yeah, I mean, like you've alluded to, this is his happy record. He's yeah. happy to put himself out there and sing a bit more. Yeah, he's not just, as angry. No. Yeah. Um, which, um, you know, comes in to greater effect on later records yes, as well, as I'm sure we'll get into. Um, I have thought about that as well. The, 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 that drop down in the midsection of Death Camp where it's sort of the claps and percussion going on. That bit's mm-hmm. really cool. I like yeah, that a lot. Yeah, yeah, um, and, and the other best uh, best part I've got, the other best part I've got was, um, was written about a song early on before the... Um, rip-off became a bit more gratuitous mm. so I've got run run down as being more like a death grips users type thing mm-hmm. but and I've actually got run down as my third best track cool. but then but then later on in the record you're like oh he actually he's was he's doing that thing yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah I mean I've said it's, it's got a great intense energy to it yeah um, yeah yeah like um, so yeah, like I say, runs my third best tra- track on here. Death Camp, Death Camp's my second, uh, but winner, um, gold medal for me is the title track. Really like that yeah, one. Yeah, that's my yeah. second best. Yeah, cool. Yeah, really cool. Uh, again, very Death Gripsy. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I've, I've, I mean, I've even put out my note specifically for that one. Very post Death Grips track. Yeah, and that uh, that outro is phenomenal as well. Um, what have you actually gone for as your best uh, I've gone for the one just before it. I've gone for Find Your Wings which is kind of oh, the, okay. obviously like the running theme of the album and the running phrase that pops up a lot mm-hmm. as well the whole yeah. idea of it being his album about just being yourself essentially was the idea yeah 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 or being or at least or find, finding what you're good at and what you want to celebrate about yourself was, was the idea of it um, but again it's a jazz heavy track <laughs> <laughs> what can I say uh but yeah, I just think I find it quite a good little preview of what's to come later. Mm. That one, um, it's oozing. It's class is the word I'd use. That yeah, hasn't come up at all with him yet. No, that's and true. He's starting to show a bit of class with yeah, this song. Yeah, yeah. Um, um, I, sorry, just a thing. I just read uh, this week on that one that he originally wanted Stevie Wonder and Thundercat on it. Yeah, which would have been incredible. That would have been amazing. Um, yeah, would love the shit. Like he out wrote of that. it, wrote yeah, yeah, it with yeah. them in mind. Kind amazing. of amazing. So actually, uh, that leads me on to a good point that we've um, barely touched the second half of this record, mm. but there are there is good stuff to be found there. Yeah, like yeah. Um, I think the beat on the Brown Stains of Dark East Latifah is fucking amazing. Yeah, I like that song a lot. No. I'm sorry, I was just laughing because again, I love the what he said about that one, mm. uh, which is just that they deliberately came up with a long irrelevant title. Yeah. Um, he said, I thought it'd be funny if people walked up like, hey, Tyler, the brown stains of Darkies Latif of part six to 12, the remix is such a great song. <laughs> so I didn't know that. That's yeah, fantastic. There's no reason to it. It's just <laughs> one that he thought it'd be funny for people to try and say. Yeah. Um, so, uh, <clears throat> it's interesting you bring, bring up Stevie Wonder there because um, uh, he said that fucking Young Perfect is his sort of Stevie Wonder homage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, um, I that my low light is just that I I quite enjoy how that song sounds, but it's maybe a bit too problematic for twenty twenty one years. Well, like it's kind of on the, the girl, edge. The girl he's talking about is of age, at least. I don't, I don't know if there was uh, in terms of at the time of what the song's about. Right. Um, it, there seems to be conflicting interviews about that. Right. 
Um, okay. It's not like the Plan B song about uh, falling in love with a teenager, but um, yeah. It's pretty um, much there. Yeah. Uh, but I mean, we've got Charlie Wilson singing a banging hook, so. <laughs> yes, we do indeed. <laughs> um, quite literally a banging hook. <laughs> <laughs> um, but um, Smuckers as well, I quite enjoyed the Lil Wayne and Kanye West guest appearances. It's a rare non-phoned in Kanye, Kanye guest verse, which yes. I was quite pleased about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, mm. and remind you, yeah, I've put it, reminds you how exciting Kanye used to be, yeah. actually. Yeah, 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 um, for sure. All the, Lil Wayne's performance is great on it as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I've just put, fuck's sake, why did it need another F-bomb right at the end? Yeah. Why would you ruin a, a song like that? Yeah. I know, I know. Didn't need it. Anyway. Not that it's ever needed, you know what I mean? Right. Um, so shall we close out this half with the Newsnight interview? Okay. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. Uh, so yeah, um, Chris uh, mentioned earlier, he wanted to show me and we'll put in some clips into the episode because it's all on YouTube. I think it's public. So yes, this is a Newsnight interview where Chris wants to show me it because it's so accidental partridge that we'll get a lot out it's, of it. Oh man. So I think what I'm going to do, I'm going to play it. Yeah. And I'll pause it after key lines that are said so right. that I can just get your reaction to yeah, those. Yeah. Okay. And I'll what I'll do is I will edit in particular clips. Perfect. Uh, based on. Okay. Uh, oh man, I can't wait. <laughs> I did like all of these in like 24 hours. I did like 300 t-shirts in 24 hours. So this is hand done. Yeah. So what will they be retailing at today? Uh, I think it's like a hundred pounds. Really? Are there any washing instructions in here? <laughs> that's, I'm sorry, if that's not a line from a feature on this time, I don't know what is. £100, you say? Are there any washing instructions? <laughs> Odd Future are in the remarkable position of being a hit band who haven't sold any records, or hardly any. Instead, they've given away 20 albums worth of songs online. So the merch, as it's known, is a vital element of their income. <laughs> I just want to pause that moment because that was one of the things for me that the merch, as, as it's, it's known. known. <laughs> this was only 2012. <laughs> You know, it's not. It's not 1962. <laughs> when, <laughs> this merch when Pan's been selling merchandise <laughs> since about the fifties. Anyway. Elvis Presley had merch. <laughs> okay, now what about your lyrics? What about them? What are you saying in your lyrics? Nothing. Shit to piss old white people off like you. Is that right? <laughs> <laughs> Now, say what you want about him at this time and how abrasive he was. That's wonderful. <laughs> Slang and make our money. We did. Ain't nobody taking no taxes from us, no cuts. Not paying taxes, that's for rich British people. <laughs> There's not even the line that's funny about that. It's the Allen intonation. <laughs> not paying taxes. That's for rich British people. <laughs> Haven't we been here before? Some say the band are a case of old wine in new bottles. Or maybe that's old dope in new bowls. <laughs> 
oh, I could honestly play that five seconds of, of this feature over and over again. <laughs> oh, doped new bongs. New name for the podcast, guys. <laughs> it, what I like about it is because it's news night, this guy's like, it's my big moment. Mm. Again, proper, you can imagine Alan doing it. Mm. And being like, I'm going to take these guys down. I'm going to make this a controversial, you know, they're a controversial act. Yeah, but yeah. the way he's approached it of trying to catch them out on something. <laughs> it's, like, it's not, it's not a government. <laughs> Yeah. Oh dear. Anyway. Wonderful stuff. Thank you for showing me that, Chris. Uh, yeah. Um, so um, on the other side of the jingle, we'll have yeah the latter part of his career. We've we've done the early tr- stuff. Now let's move on to the good stuff. Uh, so uh, Flower Boy, Igor, and uh, call me if you get lost to come in the second part, along with our niche of the better top five on um, best top five best songs by bands with seven or more words in their name. Uh, so join us on the other side of the jingle. See you in a sec. 